your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we I called up good old Shaggy Von Doom, Mr. Kyle Sullivan, to join me for the duration of today's show. I figured, uh, why not bring another fan in on the action for today and kind of, <clears throat> kind of get another fan's perspective on how he thinks the avalanche is doing to this point. So that I'm sure will lead to uh, many different avenues about talking specific players uh, where the F stand now, how we think the avalanche are going to wind up maybe <clears throat> trade deadlines up. Who knows where the conversation goes anytime Kyle comes on the show. So first things first uh, social media, <clears throat> follow the show on Twitter, L O P and underscore avalanche. Follow on Instagram, Locked on Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. So he is sitting here with me right now, Kyle. I mean, we talk daily, but uh, how's it been going for you in the good old state of Alabama lately? I, I still love that, that you are an Alabama Avs fan. Love it. Absolutely. What's going on, Chris? Hey, everybody. Yeah, um, everything's going great. The great state of Alabama. Um, yep. We we have hockey going in Birmingham. Our SPHL Birmingham Bulls. They are um, they are playing currently. Um, are they bottom doing of the league? They are the bottom of the league. I thought they were supposed to be good because didn't isn't that the league that split up the, the so the teams that didn't want to take part this season didn't they like split yes. their players up? And I thought yes. they were supposed to have a good team. Even with uh, the ten-team league, five teams participated. Uh, the five remaining teams got to super draft out of the teams that shut down. Got to farm their players and make super teams. And even with super teams, the Birmingham Bulls managed to be last. So, oh, is this a normal thing for them to be last? Are they usually <sighs> not very good? Two years ago, they were they were in the championship but lost to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a steady. Steady, uh, decline steady decline past couple years. Then? Okay. So. All right. So I was going to say, is there some parallels between like, were they supposed to be a favorite this year? And now they're not performing as well. It's like, oh my God, look at. There was, there's, there's a lot of parallels, especially with building a super team that you could draw with the Avalanche this year, especially with us theoretically building a super team before the season started. Close to one. As close yeah. to one as you can get, I would think. So, yeah. but let's start there. Uh, and, and once again, uh, I am recording this show prior to the avalanche game against san jose because uh once again if i had done a show after that game was over um, i probably wouldn't sleep all night after recording and editing and posting so as you're listening to this you know what the outcome of the san jose colorado game was which uh, my ESP is telling me the Avs won five to two. I'll say, is that what they want? I don't know. What what what, did, what do you think? I, they... I think I think it's three nothing. Avalanche win. Okay, three three. Okay, so we'll we'll see how far off we are. Uh, <laughs> but both of us have them winning anyway. But and and they need they need a win. They need to start getting consistent with their wins. Uh, it's been an up and down season. They haven't. I said like right before that 
COVID pause that they were forced to go on <clears throat> was the best hockey that they were playing. And then they just, you know, hit a wall and couldn't play anymore. And it just doesn't seem like they've gotten back on track since they've come back from that. But I guess start as like a, a snapshot of a whole season. Where, where do you, and that's kind of why I wanted you to come on today is because, you know, people listen to me talk about them all the time. And I talk to people through social media and I get emails um, and I get a lot more emails when people are upset about the abs. So kind of like take a snapshot of, of where you stand on how the abs are playing this year. Uh, the good, the bad, it, you know, I did a show yesterday about, you know, not putting your finger on the panic button. Where do you stand just from a wide, wide camera angle uh, of how the abs are doing so far this year? Um, I, I agree with you. It's not time to push the panic button, but I mean, we talked before the season started, I believe on locked on, we talked about, how this was honestly the avalanche season to lose. We were talking cup or bust before the season started. And um, for us to come out, I wouldn't say it's not bad. It's not good. Mediocre is not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Hmm. And we would pride ourselves on our depth and the uh, key acquisitions we made in the offseason. And we almost thought it was just a cheat code for us to finally get a Stanley Cup. And little did we anticipate that it would be us riding that depth to at least the position we're at now. Injuries have plagued us all year. It's just, and cold streaks for those that are still healthy. Um, it's yeah. just been a very upside down year and it's not bad enough to where you're freaking out and really looking at the trade deadline, who we could get in the United States, but yeah, oh, that, that's a good point, man. Like, uh, I mean, you, you, well, who was it? It was Winnipeg and Columbus that did do a trade. You know, you have to quarantine that person. So it's more beneficial to trade within the country. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, had been mentioned. Nobody really anticipated the Avalanche being a, a big buyer at the trade deadline. Um, probably, you know, one of those classic Joe Sackick moves at the 11th hour makes some minor deal for somebody. Um, but do you think that's changed a little bit from, from their standing? Because it's tough. It, it's going to be tough to really gain ground um, unless you can sweep the teams that are ahead of you. And that's a tough ask in the game of hockey. This is not a normal schedule, this baseball schedule. And just look at baseball. Uh, it, it very seldom do teams sweep uh, a series. I mean, they, they could win it three to one, or, but we're not doing four game series here. You know, we're doing two or three at the most. Um, and it's going to be tough to ascend in the standings unless you go on a killer run, which is always possible. And is a way to do that. Make maybe not a big splash because we always wait for the evidence to do it and they never do it. But has the thinking changed, do you think, of the beginning of the year that come trade deadline, the Az would be in a really good spot. They'd be playing very well, number one in their division, and no need to really make a big deal compared to now where, yeah, I mean, we're not hitting the panic button and they're middle of the pack, but that might force them to make some sort of more significant move. Yeah, and uh, when I was talking about uh, picking up somebody in the United States, you guys also got to figure out that if we're doing this at the trade deadline, 
that they're still going to have to quarantine for a couple days. So yeah. this is even more of an advanced move past the trade deadline. And we didn't really, I mean, yeah, we signed Devin Tays and we got Brennan Saad, but we didn't make huge moves in the offseason. And especially with the addition of the taxi squad this season and with financials still being uncertain, what would be the benefit of a trade right now when you could use your the Colorado Eagles or the taxi squad and not and just limp through with what you got instead of possibly well, trading something you're going to need? That That's always the question uh, at a trade deadline. You know, you're, you're sacrificing – uh, long-term potential with so you know prospects for a short-term solution, and is that what the Avalanche want to do in this season in particular? Is it worth it to do it for this season, or do you just like you say, kind of like slug your way through this strange season and let the chips fall where they may, and 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 hopefully you can you know make a good run in the playoffs? Because go ahead, no, no, let you like. Let's chase this. If uh, let's say we take the theoretical uh, carrot that's out there and we go after Carey Price for mm. a tandem goalie situation going into the playoffs, what if it's one of those situations that Carey Price comes in here and catches that avalanche injury bug? Then what <laughs> did we do all that for? Right. Well, it, look look what would have happened last year if um, they they did trade for Taylor Hall. You yeah. would have gotten him <clears throat> for all of. Uh, what was it like eight games and then the league went on pause. I mean, that that's essentially what happened to um, well, no, they got him a little bit earlier Then the coyotes get him yep. a little. They didn't get him at the deadline. They got him a little bit earlier. It was a little bit earlier. It was, but, but yeah. if, if you are trading, if you made the deal at the deadline, you would have had him for like eight or nine games and then he's out of there. So you got nothing out of that unless he came back, you know, obviously for the playoffs, um, which he did for, Arizona, which, you know, we took care of that, uh, but you know, th- th- that's a, that's a big, and you have to ask that same question this year because we're not over coronavirus yet. No. So who, you know, it, it's, it's a very difficult question to ask and to answer. Um, I, I am a little bit surprised. They haven't made a deal for a goaltender. I'm a little bit surprised. They haven't done that yet. <clears throat> I'm not saying you wonder Carrie, about Frankie. Yeah. Well, you mean if he's coming back? They must. They must know something that they keep telling us it's a long term, day to day. But it must be insignificant enough where they're not making a knee jerk reaction to fill yeah. that spot. Yeah, I mean, obviously they do know more than than we do. But I don't know, and I'm not saying go out and get Carey Price. I mean, his his price tag is yes. high. That's not really worth it. But um, some some sort of move. Because I don't know, like maybe they just really have faith in in the guys that are backing up Grubauer right now. They better because th- these next two months are brutal. It's just game after game after game. So um, let's take a quick break. We'll talk about those standings and the uh, individual players and how they're doing. But uh, who do we have? We have BetOnline.ag. Are you, you better? You're not a betting man, are you? I mean, you, you um, like to throw a little scratch down on the games every once in a while? Every day I wake up as a gamble. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, uh, you can't bet on your own self to make it through the day, but uh, you can bet on almost anything else at BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. 
we don't have football anymore. So, well, for <clears throat> the the long haul until the summertime, which seems so far away right now. Oh. So, uh, but you have many other things to bet on the NBA, college basketball, NHL. <clears throat> they might even have your Birmingham Bulls to bet on over a bet on that. that don't <laughs> <laughs> bet against. <clears throat> Uh, they even cover award shows, TV shows, reality TV. So, you know, Kyle, you can put your money down on whatever Bachelorette is up for this week. Oh, I I'm not sure who that's I'll go broke. <laughs> <laughs> Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for other news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Go over to the website. And even use your mobile device to sign up, and you will receive a 50% bonus when you use the promo code locked on after your first deposit. So betonline.ag, it's your online sports book experts. And I've been saying I'm I'm really glad I didn't bet the uh, Super Bowl because I, I would have lost. That's why I oh. don't really bet. I, I I put a little bit here and there. I was in my mind to go for broke on the super bowl and then i really remembered that i have two kids well, i didn't forget that i had two kids it's a <laughs> terrible way to say that but uh i remembered that my kids you know rely on me so uh no money was placed in the super bowl and thank god for that so yeah. i bet with my heart that's my problem there you go that's same thing for me dude i i do not bet with my head uh but and also check out locked on bets because those guys know what they don't absolutely bet they're they're smart at this whole stuff, not me. I could never host that show. Could never host because I would just be wrong so many times. The ratings would be terrible because people would not tune in to hear if I had a, a pick or not. Um, <clears throat> all right. So when you look at the divisions, uh, it's kind of evening out a little bit more in terms of like games on hand. St. Louis is ahead of everybody with 22 games. So the Avalanche, I mean, when you look at stuff like that, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah, the Avalanche have to fix how they're playing. That, that's first and foremost. And I, I'm not the guy that relies on the standings to fall, you know, ha have the team ahead of you play bad for you to catch them. <clears throat> I don't like doing that. Just, just go play the way that you're supposed to play and, and win the damn games. Um, but they do have three games in hand uh, over St. Louis, and they're only three points behind them. And St. Louis is in second right now. So, um, you know, Vegas is doing much better than I thought they were going to do. I, I, I thought Vegas, I, Vegas was a playoff team, but I didn't think Vegas was 13, four and one right now. Good. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just when you take a step back and look at everything, if you just listened to, you know, the filter, you would think the abs are in dead last. It's not the case. Yes, they're not playing well. Um, but, you know, who, does any of us really think that they can't just turn it on? Apparently, they had a players only meeting before the San Jose game. So let's see how that turned out. Maybe that's a, and again, you'll know listening to this if it worked. Uh, but it, yeah, I guess, you know, they, from what I hear, it wasn't like this, you know, argumentative thing back and forth. It was just a let's let's everybody get on the same page and let's just yeah. let's just know what we're, we're capable of and, and, and do it. Stop overthinking things is my guess is how it went. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you look at the standings, things are not doom and gloom right now. They can turn it around. I think we all expect them to. Um, 
what about individual players? Who who's we'll start with the with the good. Who who's been uh you know, even if you want to throw out the the usual suspects here with you know our all-stars, uh, because we they can never get enough love. Um who's the guys that are like you tune in to watch who? Honestly, so far to this one third of the season, I think the best player on the Avalanche is Samuel Gerard. What? Okay. He's up there. Absolutely. Because consistency has been such a problem for the team all year. He is night in, night out performing. Sammy G has been just incredible. The top line, Nate, Gabe, and Miko, they alternate hot and cold, but they have been relatively consistent all year Mm -hmm. the fourth line has surprised me at times this year the fourth second and third line um boy you have a hot night and then a week of cold yeah um yeah like you're just waiting for for all four lines to just be in sync for that one i think you had it very early that eight to nothing game against st louis but you're right i think uh I think the two best players for the Avs this year are defensemen. Yeah. I, I, I would I would put Kale McCarr at number yeah. one, um, and then I, and then yeah, man, I agree with you. I, I think Sam Sam Gerrard kind of is like the Robin to Kale McCarr's yeah. Batman. Like Kale gets all the recognition, deservedly so. He's a freak of nature out there, um, but Sam Gerrard just. He, if you're really watching um, a hockey game and you're kind of not just watching it casually, he does things that he just always seems to, he's so smart. The the smarts yes. of this guy, it just seems he knows exactly where to be at the right time. <clears throat> uh, he's shooting more this year, which I, I feel at least he's attempting to shoot more. I think the abs, they, I don't, I don't know. I, I could look this that up, but <clears throat> The Avs have to lead the league in shots blocked that they're taking. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so. Or posts. Posts, <laughs> oh, or posts and shots blocked. Oh, my God. And he's, you know, uh, he's he's involved in that. A lot of his shots are getting blocked. But I agree with you. Um, I think he's playing fantastic hockey, and he's severely underrated. Uh, yeah, he has that speed and style and hockey IQ where if he cheats up in the play and he drops to the slot, you're not concerned because he mm. can get back in position and he can make a play. He could skate the entire offensive zone two or three times to open something up. Yeah. And you, you're not, <laughs> you're not worried. Um, like when a McDonald or a buyer will do that, waiting yeah. on somebody to pick it back up. Sammy G is skilled enough where he could drop back there and cover. And he does such a great job offensively and defensively. He is a playmaker and all around incredible defenseman. And I'm looking up his, uh, <clears throat> cause my, when he first came over, uh, my big concern was that with him was his size. I just thought he was undersized five ten, 170 pounds. <clears throat> so his height is there. It's, it, I mean, he just looks smaller on the ice yeah. and maybe because of it's, his, it's of his weight, he's only 170 pounds, but he doesn't play like that. Like he is yeah. not afraid. Um, and he's not afraid to check someone back, check somebody like he he's, He's got it all there. Now you mentioned 
uh, Miko Rantanen. Um, he's he's starting to put it back together again. Uh, he had that. He had a great start to the season, and we always like to jump on guys uh, if they start hot, and we always want to give out awards after like you know six games of the season or seven yeah. games of the season. And who's the MVP? I, I hate when they do that in in football. After two weeks, they're handing out like awards. Yeah. Just stop. Let let the season play out. But we were all doing it with Miko, and he was off to a hot start. What did he have? Like seven goals in eight games. Yeah, um, like that, yeah. so, and, and then he cooled off for a handful of games and he's got, let's see, well, he didn't score against San Jose, but prior to that, he had a four game point streak. So, uh, and then going back even further, another zero game and then another two games. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven games, he's had points in five of them. So he's, he's kind of, you know, getting back to Miko ranting yeah. and things. Um, and that's kind of what they need. That, that top line has really got to start doing top line things again. Yeah. They're, they're capable. They're always capable when you have Nathan McKinnon on. Do you think he's starting to come on in terms of goal scoring? Because they need him as far as uh, Nathan McKinnon is. They need him to be that guy. Yeah, it's great. He's getting assists and stuff like that but they need him to, to light the lamp. Yeah. He need, uh, he needs to get that goal where he could prove to himself that he can, because he's in that <clears throat> attitude now where he's just angry all the time. And I yeah. feel like that's being a little bit of a detriment because all he can hit right now are blockers, shin pads and posts, and it's just making it worse. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. Like you said, <clears throat> like he's angry all the time. And when, when he plays angry, um, it, it's almost like he's doing too much puck fiddling and then it gets away from him. Yeah. It uh, makes it worse and yeah. everything keeps compounding on it. Yeah. He's just going too like his, his mind is, is going faster than uh, his puck handling and it just to get away from him. So yeah. um, he's got to settle down, settle down, Nate. Everything's okay. Yeah. You're awesome. We, yeah. You're still great, man. You got your <laughs> right. own cereal. We love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still trying to get, by the way. Um, There's no way I'm getting it in Alabama. <laughs> nah, yeah. Pay for, uh, I wonder what the shipping on a box of cereal is these days. <laughs> Probably as much as a box of cereal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Um, all right. Let's hear from Rock Auto and then kind of surmise where the avalanche are going from here. So <clears throat> the people at rockauto.com, it's a family-run business, and I have a feeling that you're going to be doing some shopping over at Rock Auto. You're are you a hand you're a handyman, aren't you? Do you work I on am. your own car? I would love to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you have one, <laughs> do you work on your own car? You seem yeah. like you, you do your own oil changes and stuff like that. Yeah, I've uh, changed out a thermostat on a PT Cruiser before. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well. Uh, if you need parts like that for your PT cruiser, head over to rockauto.com. It's the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, to tail lamps, to motor oil, and even new carpet. I think you're going to need all that stuff. Yes. Check, check, check. Yeah. I think if, if you wanted to put an entire car together, which is in the realm of what Mr. Shaggy Von Doom needs to do right now. Buy it all at rockauto.com. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. 
And the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or soon to be truck and right locked on. And how did they hear about a section? So they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. One piece at a time. Johnny Cash style. (laughs) The man in black. (laughs) Um, all right. So how do you think this will, will shape up for the avalanche? Because I think if it was any, you know, regular season, 82 game season, two or three games a week, um, I think we would feel a lot better about just give them time. Think things are okay. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get back into this. But is there some concern with the way that the season is set up because of divisions, because of you're playing two or three games in a row against the same team um, and and climbing the standings is more difficult to do that when you're playing those teams ahead of you and you're splitting series um, and then just the sheer amount of games in the short amount of time. Um, you know, if you listen, you can just go check and check the, the schedule. And I've talked about it all of March and all of April. Uh, you are playing at least every other day. I think the only time you're not is April 1st and 2nd. You have the, and that's your only two days in a row off for the next two months. So is all of that too much for the avalanche to really put, put a long stretch together and kind of climb the standings and uh, kind of take over maybe that number one or two spot? <clears throat> or is it because the way that this is all set up for them, where they are right now, maybe like three, four, uh, they might be locked into one of those two spots. And I know that's tough saying that only being a third of the way through the season. I think if <clears throat> to counter your point, if this, this was an 82 game season, I think we'd be hitting the panic button already. Why is that? With the season the way it is now, we only have to get in the top four. And in our division, there is a clear separation with top and bottom of the league. And we're really in no danger of falling to that bottom. It would be harder to get in the playoffs playing like this if normal divisions and normal conferences were still in play. Well, let me see here. I want to look at how our other teams in our division are doing because all we got to do is be better than the Kings, the Coyotes, the Sharks, and the Ducks for the rest of the year. Right. And if we're just playing the war of uh, health and the depth chart, yeah, we could beat those lower four teams. Well, that's what what I'm saying. We could just keep on going. We don't have to hit the panic button. And we could start worrying about it once we get in the playoffs. I mean, what we'll draw Vegas in the first round and we've already split the series so far with them. Right. Yeah. They have four losses in the seat. Well, five, including an overtime loss, but um, yeah. And that's kind of like where I was gearing the question is like, do you think the abs are, are set with, you know, they're let's see. So Minnesota is two points ahead of them and they've played the same amount of games. Okay. That's whatever you're still going to, you still have a couple of games, a handful of games against them. Um. But and and you're right. Like you know, the teams below them, you can see the Kings are 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 right there. Uh, they're one point behind, but the Abs have a game in hand. 
The Arizona Coyotes are two points behind, but the Avs have two games in hand. But here's the other part of this. We're talking about points and wins and losses. That doesn't matter at the end of the season. It's points percentage. And the reason they're doing that is because if the season ends at a specific time and you know, you don't have 56 games played, you're not playing 56 games because they have to get to the playoffs and they have to have the Stanley cup done by camera, what the date is, but it's a specific date because they have uh, a, a expansion draft to get to a regular draft to get to free agency to get to. Uh, so this hat. So it, I mean, yeah, we're sitting here talking about uh, points and that's important. You know, that is a good gauge as it always is, but the main thing is points percentage. So will the Avs have that? Yeah, I, I'm not concerned about the Avs missing out on the playoffs. Uh, I just do do you have to have concern about uh, where they are in the standings because we kept saying with this uh, division, you don't want to be the number four team. And as of today, that's where the Avs are. Of course, this is going to change many times throughout the course of the rest of the season. But right now they're sitting in that spot that we didn't want anybody or we didn't want to be in. In number four. And and I think we're in a monkey paw situation with how we match up with the top four teams of the league. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we could probably take Vegas, Minnesota, and St. Louis to seven-game series if we match up to them in the playoffs. But that's our downfall as a seven-game series. We can't, we can't handle game sevens too well. So true. That's so true. So, but I feel like we can match up with literally any team in the playoffs, no matter for hot, cold, injured, whatever. We're, right. we're deep. We can we could get it going. Yeah. It's just um, if we have to get to a game seven, if we win that first round in a game seven, then I think that's going to be uh, – we've already won an outdoor game. If we can oh, win a game oh, yeah. seven – I mean, sky's the limit right now, man. We won an yeah, outdoor it, game. <clears throat> yeah. And everybody got home safe, too. Exactly. Technically, there was nobody to get home safe <laughs> except for the players. Um, you know, and, and, and as we're talking about this, and as I was saying, you know, you, you didn't want to be the fourth team in the standings. Um, that was of the mindset of, you know, coming from the Kings, Coyotes, Sharks, or Ducks. Because then you would be playing, we would assume, either Vegas, St. Louis, or Colorado. Think of it from Vegas's point of view. Think of it from if Vegas, say say the season ended today and these are the standings. And Vegas gets the number one seed. And who's their first round matchup? The Colorado Avalanche. You think they want to do that? No. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're So we're, we're sitting here saying like, you know, the, the number one seed uh, going into the playoffs should have it easier than that number two and three duking it out. But if that's the case, if the avalanche are at number four, uh, congratulations to the Vegas Knights for winning number one. Here's your consolation prize. Go up against the Colorado avalanche. They don't want to do that. No. Hmm. It's yeah. It's like, we are a nuisance, but it's what team you're going to get is going to be the key. Hundred percent, and that's what I said yesterday. It's it's right now how the Avs are playing is not how you want them to play, but but right now, at the end of the season, doesn't matter uh, how you're playing from, I would say like the mid April till the end of the season, which is only the first week of May. So maybe even like 
yeah, the, the let's see. So the last four weeks of the season, maybe like the second week of April going into May, if you're hitting your stride, then that's what you want in a team. And I know that is not what people want to hear because you want your team to do well all throughout the season, but the teams that start hot, everybody always goes back to that and say like, Oh, you know, they were, look how good, like, like Vegas right now, they're a hot team. Um, if they're struggling to end the season, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how a team is lim- a team that started out hot limps into the postseason. They always just keep talking about how they started hot. Yeah. And it's not how you have to look at things. Yes. Right now they're not playing well, but can they turn around hundred percent? They can turn around. Do we expect them to absolutely. And look at how they're playing in April on if they're hitting all the right buttons, look out. Yeah, and I mean, it was just two years ago the Blues went from worst to first. There so hot, hot runs at the end are possible. Yes, app. That is a perfect example. Perfect, and and everybody kept waiting for them to revert back to how they were at the beginning of the season in the playoffs. So like, there's no way they can get through this. You know, they just got hot at the right time. Yeah, that's the point. And wasn't that the year that Tampa won the President's Trophy and got swept in the first round? Um, or was that the year uh, before that? I don't know if those two. I can't remember. I can't remember if those were were this was at the same season because Columbus swept them in that first round. Yes, they did. Yep, they were almost like best team of all time, almost, and then yeah, completely swept. Right. So, right. So, it it it's not about how you're playing right now in the grand scheme of things. So just. Uh, hopefully, and as people are listening to this, they played well last night <laughs> because if they didn't, people are going to be like, uh, ever so close to hitting that button even more so. So, um, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, and they, I could tell you right now, it's not yeah. Bednar's fault, so don't start there. No, we're you notice how we didn't mention him at all in this episode yeah. because yeah. I don't go there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have that conversation. No, so. I've seen it. I've seen it going on. I'm just mm. letting it know, letting everyone know right now. That's not where you need to look. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, this game is actually about to start. So uh, it's a good little bit of like back to the future going on. So <laughs> we're going to Marty McFly this thing and get the speed up to 88 miles per hour in our DeLorean and uh, go watch this game again. Great, so. Scott. <laughs> Uh, where can people find you if they want to follow? At Shaggy Von Doom on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. And you can come check me out at Fourth Line Minutes. I'm Absolutely. Hi. Fourth Line Minutes <laughs> podcast. Great show. Uh, all right, man. I appreciate you coming on as always. And uh, at may- maybe when the Avs start playing well, we can look back to you coming on the show because you haven't been on in a little while. Yeah, um, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute. At, yeah, as the turning point, because when I kind of called out a little bit, Nico Rantanen, he started to play better. So clearly they listened to the show. Um, that, I think and, you're onto something here. Yeah, yeah. So if they start playing well, we will take all the credit. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today and each and every day. And we will see everyone tomorrow. Have a good night. Stay safe. Here's Bye-bye. Joby. Here's Joby. Go, abs, go.